If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. say that since then the building had not had any renovation of that sort and so as of 2015 um, it got deteriorating so part of the roof started falling down and so uh, we decided to work on and so by God's grace this is what we've been able to do the exhibition is titled Unity in Diversity. And as diverse as we are, we have several ethnic groups with different cultural practices and ways of living. The museum seeks to promote who we are, bring us together as one, so that when someone comes in, the person will first understand who we are as Ghanaians, our heritage, our history, where we've come from, and where we aspire to be in the nearest future. Of the Alibos, so 
Welcome back. This is our very coverage of the 2024 budget, which is to be presented by the finance minister on behalf of the president of the Republic of Ghana. Of course, parliament, we were in parliament a while ago. They took a break. Uh, and, and now we understand the session of parliament, the sitting of today, the day that we'll hear what the budget is for 2024, the very details about this country's finances right from the statement and economic policy of the state through to the budgetary allocations for the new year, the sectoral allocations, and the performance of the previous year. We will all be told all this detail by the finance minister. We are Stan Kenoferata is live and present is in your shots there, sitting by the majority leader of Seche Mensabosu, and is ever ready to present this budget. Let's not forget that in the last couple of years, the MPP has presented budgets from the Asempa through to the budgets of Hope and all of the other Jumapa things. Jumapa budgets. I mean, with very inspirational uh, taglines. We are not sure what this year's so is going to be like, mindful of the current the year that we had in 2012 and 2013. And even since 2020, he's been acknowledging the parliament as the finance minister and the speaker is speaking in the House. So briefly, we'll be going to the House to get to know what's happening. But before we do that transition, I understand we still have Professor uh, William Pepper with us on Zoom. I'll be taking final sets of expectations, specifically about the issues that we've been talking about. What do you expect the finance minister to wrap up with Wednesday first? Well, I mean, at this point in time, I think it's obvious that we may, have, uh, we may see a um, few taxes. That's not what I expect. Oh, I think that, yes, I we think. have agreed on that. Well, it's becoming, it's becoming obvious that that's yeah. what's going to happen. Mm. But that's not what I would want. I'd want a situation where we would see some cushioning, even for mm. the citizenry. I don't expect road tools to be back. I don't expect them to be back. Because if they come back, they're going to come back and they're going to cost more. Well, we're not told that. That's why we introduced That's why we introduced e-levy. e-levy. And so if we're still paying e-levy, I don't see the business in paying road tools. And so I don't expect to see road tools back. But... Um, what I want to see is a lot of policies and programs towards compliance with the payment of taxes. Certainly. Um, Professor Pepera, very briefly before we go into Parliament, as we understand that the Finance Minister has now been invited to come in and deliver the Budget 2024. 
Well, I guess we may have to hold on to the very thoughts of Professor Pepper as you have in your shots on our TV, clad in white as usual, is the Finance Minister of the Republic of Ghana, Kenneth Nanaya Kuntunkunuku of Orata. Right, Honorable Speaker, Honorable Members of Parliament, on the authority of His Excellency, the President Nanado Dankwa Kufuado, and pursuant to Article 179 of the 1992 Constitution of the Republic of Ghana and Section 21.3 of the PFM Act 2016 of Act 921, I respect Mr. Speaker, present to you the budget statement and economic policy of government for 2024 financial year. Mr. Speaker, I beg to move that this August House approves the financial policy of the government of Ghana for the year ending 31st December 2024. Respectively, I also submit to this honorable House the following statutory reports. The 2023 annual report on the petroleum funds in line with section 48 of the Petroleum Revenue Management Act 2011, Act 815 as amended and the 2023 report on the utilization of the African Union levies pursuant to Section 7 of the African Union Import Levies Act 2017, Act 952. Mr. Speaker, this budget is an abridged version of the 2024 budget statement and economic policy of government. We have also developed a more detailed update on sectorial performance in a volume two document. I request the Hansa Department kindly capture this document as the budget statement and economic policy of government for the financial year 2024. Mr. Speaker, I stand here today to present the 2024 budget which seeks to advance us on the path towards fiscal consolidation, macro stability and growth that began a year ago. Mr. Speaker, I first want to take the opportunity to express immense appreciation to His Excellency the President for the privilege to present the national budget on his behalf over the past seven years. More importantly, I want to express my profound gratitude to God for the grace, mercy, and favor toward our nation. Together with the psalmist, let us say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Psalm 103, 1-2, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I also wish to express my deep appreciation to you, right Honorable Speaker, and the Honorable Members of, for their support over the years. We have not only agreed, but we also eventually find common ground in the interests of the Republic and, and as we share in this collaboration, which will continue. Mr. Speaker, almost a year ago on Thursday, 24th November 2022, I presented the 2023 budget and as always gave an honest and forthright update on the economy 
highlighting the extent of the challenges facing our country. Indeed, a month before, His Excellency the President also pointed out that never have so many Malvolan forces come together in a perfect storm to impact our lives so dramatically. Key macro indicators then were uninspiring. Against that backdrop, I then presented government's plan of recovery, focusing on restoring macroeconomic stability, coordinating an equitable debt operation program, ensuring that the vulnerable are well protected, negotiating a strong IMF program, a strong private sector growth agenda, and attracting significant green investments to promote growth. Mr. Speaker, in two out of the last seven years, 2020 to 2022, the Ghanaian economy has faced challenges. The economy growing at an average of 7% of a single-digit inflation, declining interest rates and a stabilizing currency suffered un unforeseen shocks like many other economies. GDP growth slumped from 6.5% in 2019 to 0.5% in 2020 as the lockdown and closure of businesses and the ports had a devastating effect on the economy, triggering cost of living crisis that has made lives difficult for the Ghanaian people. Though battered and bruised, we are not broken and our resilience is manifesting. Mr. Speaker, we also saw the damaging effect that the economic downturn had on Ghana's already stretched revenues. This was even made worse by the additional expenditures that were required during the COVID-19 pandemic to ensure that life and livelihoods were protected. Mr. Speaker, 2020 was also in an election year, the first ever election in the Fourth Republic with zero donor funding. However, government sensitivity to our people was remarkable. No layoffs in the public service, salaries were dutifully paid over the year, free water and electricity for the entire population was provided, especially the lifeline consumers. Indeed, entrepreneurship was not ignored as this house passed the 600 million CD cup bus program for GEA, which was effectively deployed. Mr. Speaker, Permit me to clarify that the disruption to our macroeconomic path over the last few years was not peculiar to Ghana. The global disruption to supply chains, adjustments to new forms of work, and shifts in demand pursue some of the most cataclysmic effects on inflation and growth worldwide. This set off the worst form of global cost of living crisis since World War II. We turned the corner when in record time we completed the IMF first review of six performance criteria, three indicative targets, and three structural benchmarks. Our task now and in the medium term is twofold, to maintain stability and to keep on growing. We are determined to remain on the course of increased growth, currency stability, and disinflation over the medium term. Our future growth prospects are certainly brighter and I'm confident that this budget, this victory budget, this inconim budget, would ensure that we boldly walk on a sustainable path towards creating decent jobs and wealth for our people. For with national dedication, the Lord will continue to give us treasures from dark places 
and hidden riches in secret places. Mr. Speaker, I promise to all stakeholders, in particular to the people of Ghana, is that the Kufuado government is determined to maintain the discipline, compassion, and creativity required to keep the economy stable and maintain the robust growth. Mr. Speaker, today I accordingly present the 2024 budget to set out the broad medium-term policy framework underpinning our approach towards recovery and stability with growth, among other things. It provides a pathway towards fiscal consolidation and macro stability. It sets out a new debt sustainability path after the excruciating domestic debt operation with aftershocks on the financial sector. It outlines the policy priorities underpinning the five-year growth strategy with focus on selected initiatives over the next 14 months. It comes just after the successful first review of the three-year $3 billion IMF ECF program, where we reach a staff level agreement on Ghana's performance, emitting the six QPCs, three indicative targets, and three stretch up benchmarks. In the US, Mr. Speaker, inflation surged from a low of 1.8% in 2019 to 6.5% by 2022 and is currently at 3.7%. We have seen this reflect in interest rate decisions by the U.S. Federal Reserve and also in benchmark yields. The yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury instrument is currently at 4.6% compared to 1.4% two years ago. This is an economy whose currency is a global reserve currency. We see similar trends in the Eurozone and also in the U.K. Inflation in the U.K., Mr. Speaker, was 1.7% in 2019 and recorded at 11.1% in October 2022, a 41-year high. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Mr. Speaker, in the media review, I informed the House that we had started turning the corner. Today, it is evident that we turned the corner when inflation started. started declining from 54.1% in December 2022 
to 35.2% in October 2023. We turned the corner, Mr. Speaker, despite a 1% projected growth, the economy galloped at a remarkable pace and clocked an average of 3.2% growth in the first two quarters of this year. We turned the corner when the currency had been under severe pressure over the past two years, depreciated by a modest 6.4% in the past nine months, compared to 53.9% a period in 2022. The performance of the city is also a reflection of the fact that confidence is back, revenues have improved, and that the recovery is indeed real and is here to stay. We turned the corner when companies started going back to the job markets to hire workers. We turned the corner when international credit rating agencies, which have not been favorable to Ghana in recent years, started being positive about the economy. And we turned the corner when the banking industry started to record and report a profit after tax growth of 43.8% of 6.2 billion this half year. All of this, Mr. Speaker, deepens our democratic development by prioritizing resources for institutions to support the conduct of the 2024 general elections. It commits us to funding existing projects in roads, rural electrification, rural telephony, IPEP, and our areas. Mr. Speaker, the 2024 budget is even more significant because we cross, Mr. Speaker, the one trillion gross domestic product mark for the first time in our economic history. Let me repeat, Mr. Speaker, Ghana's economy under President Akufuado in 2024, final year in office, is projected to be valued over one trillion Ghana cities in 2024 from the 219, from the 219.5 billion we inherited in 2016. Mr. Speaker, 2024, 1 trillion gross domestic product. Mr. Speaker, fundamentally, this is a government that is self-aware, reflective, and has been open throughout the process to incorporating citizens' feedback in preparing this budget. And as in previous years, we have prioritized stakeholder consultations. Consequently, we engage with and obtain valuable inputs from key stakeholders including investors, traders, academia, organized labor, civil society organizations, bankers, development partners, faith-based organizations, a cross-session of the leadership and other honorable members of parliament. We also launched, Mr. Speaker, the Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogue on 2nd November 2024, a new and innovative platform, 23, to deepen our collaboration and partnership with the private sector. The platform aims to enhance the long-term competitiveness of Ghana and increase our attractiveness as a hub for businesses on the continent. This will have a standing committee co-chaired by the Minister of Trade and Industry, Minister of Finance, and the private sector. I want to assure our stakeholders that we have, as much as possible, reflected the proposals and recommendations from these engagements in the budget that is done with the shared ideas and the Mutual Prosperity Dialogues will be a robust and dynamic platform to inform future policy changes. Mr. Speaker, the Akosomo Dam Spillage. 
Mr. Speaker, in the last few months, we have been witnesses to the devastating impact of the Akosomo Dam spillage. This follows excessive rainfall recorded in several parts of the country to preserve the treasurer integrity of the dam. The Volta River Authority commenced controlled spilling on 15 September 2023. This led to the flooding of downstream communities in parts of Volta, Eastern and Greater Accra regions. The heavy rainfall also caused flooding upstream of the Akosomo Dam and impacted communities in the Savannah, Oti, and Bono East regions. Government through VRA and NADMO and various agencies under the 13-member high-level Interministerial Committee, headed by the Chief of Staff, comprising of the Ministries of Energy, Finance, Local Government, Environment, Interior, Health, Sanitation and Water Resources, Defense, Roads and Highways, Education, Information, Health and Gender, have subsequently, Mr. Speaker, provided various forms of support to the impacted communities. The support included food and related items, drinks, mattresses, mosquito nets, coils, clothes, baby food and diapers, sanitary pads, treated water services and storage tanks, solar lamps, sanitation services of utility services and some social infrastructure. Mr. Speaker, the visit of the officials of the Ministry of Finance and myself with VRA to the victims of the Kosovo Dam spillage in Mepe in the Volta region was truly revealing and sobering. Indeed, we empathize with the families that have been affected and displaced by the spillage. We met victims, townsfolk, children, and the chiefs, and of course, the Honorable Member of Parliament, Okujato, during the visit. Mr. Speaker, government has budgeted an amount of 220 million to support the relief phase for the communities affected by the Akosomo spillage, as well as floods upstream in the Oti, Savannah, and Bono East regions. Honourable members, honourable members, this is for your eyes only. Honourable members, please, it is not for your mouth, it's for your eyes. So let's go on, let's go on. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, we, we couldn't help but to show 
a shot of the Honorable Member of Parliament, Okujeto, in this picture. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, in addition, the Ministry of Finance, after the visit, was quickened to respond. We have requested funding from the World Bank under the IDA Crisis Response Window to support the resettlement of the victims, restoration of livelihoods, compensation, and reconstruction of infrastructure in the affected communities. Mr. Speaker, we recognize the place of climate policy and financing to help address the long-term effects of climate change on victims of drought, flooding, and other adverse weather events. Accordingly, the Ministry has applied to the Global Shield Against Climate Risk Fund, an initiative launched by President Anna Kufu Addo and Chancellor Scholz during the COP27 in Sharm el-Sheikh to assess additional financial resources to support communities upstream and downstream of the Akosomo Dam. I convey the sincere appreciations of His Excellency the President and the entire government to all groups and individuals who have empathized with and supported the affected families. It is in the same spirit that we must continue to be grateful to God that no lives have been lost due to the devastating spillage from the Akosomo Dam and the support that we have all given. Mr. Speaker, we have worked hard and invested significant resources. And being sure of this knowledge, I can confidently accept that over the past seven years, every sector has been positively impacted. Every household has been positively impacted by our social intervention programs. And every region has been positively impacted. Indeed, indeed, President Kufuado has deepened decentralization development by investing 442 million to create and resource six new administrative regions, the most in our history since independence. Consistent with our policy on what we call preferential options for the poor, i.e. leaving no one behind, we have been historic in enhancing social mobility and protected the vulnerable in our society. In this regard, we have since 2017 improved access to quality senior high school education for about 5.7 million Ghanaians by investing 8 billion CDs in the future of our next generation. We have increased enrollment and learning outcomes of 3.8 million people by investing over 3.6 billion in the school feeding program. We have reformed the NHIS to improve and expand health service delivery to 16 million Ghanaians out of the targeted 20 million Ghanaians. We have supported foundational education of over 6 million people by investing 248.5 million as capitation grants. Mr. Speaker, we also have more women in schools than men. We have improved the quality of life of about 350,000 Ghanaian households under the LEAP program by investing 1.2 billion Ghana cities. Mr. Speaker, it has been seven years of grace and positive impact. We are determined to do more to boost the capacity of the private sector to expand productivity and create jobs. In the past seven years, Mr. Speaker, we've invested over 32.7 billion to keep the lights on and support the growth of businesses. 
We have invested 25 billion to facilitate the repositioning of the financial sector and enhance its ability to assist business operations. To date, the Development Bank Ghana has facilitated 1 billion CDs in competitive financing for the private sector, and GESEL continues to mitigate risk in the agriculture sector. Supporting 100,000 young graduates to secure workplace experience and employment by investing 2.4 billion in NATCO, invested 7 billion to build road and transport infrastructure and improve connectivity and productivity, invested 541 million in 169 YIDF 1D1F enterprises to scale up value addition and provide 140,000 additional jobs. And we have created, Mr. Speaker, over 2.3 million jobs in the private sector and public sector, approximately 900,000 in the private sector and 1.4 million in the public sector. Mr. Speaker. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Capital spending is equally important to the future of our country. Consequently, we mobilized and deployed resources. Expanded the railway network, including connecting Tama to Impakadan to promote trade on the Eastern Corridor. Construction of 12 fish landing sites and two fishing harbors at the cost of 19.5 billion to promote the fishery-based livelihood of our coastal folks. Improved community infrastructure by investing 2.2 billion into over 2,000 projects under the IPEP initiative, promoting inner city development by spending 190 million under the Zongo Development Fund, expanded and improved the road network by investing about 16 billion, Mr. Speaker, recording the most kilometers of roads and interchanges done in the nation's history. Mr. Speaker, we also invested 1.7 billion in the National Education Scheme to ensure that 17.5 million eligible Ghanaians acquire security-sensitive ID cards. This has laid the foundation for a prosperous future where digitalization provides more convenience, introduces an added layer of efficiency in delivery of public services, and enhances our ability to safeguard our national interests. Mr. Speaker, I want to stress at this juncture that Ghana has paid its dues, Ghana has turned the corner, and we are getting back on track. Despite these successes, we have to do more 
to reinforce our stability and guarantee decent jobs with good pay for the young people of our country. As such, through the 2024 budget, we'll deliver even more investment across the rail sector to place our economy on a firm growth trajectory that will create more jobs, safeguard our climate prospects, and deeply entrench Ghana as the seed country of Africa's development renaissance. Mr. Speaker, we'll continue to invest in ongoing projects and on the standard front, we'll conclude negotiations with the official creditor committee to ensure that the work on eligible externally funded projects resume. We will, through the Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogue, be intentional about collaboration with the private sector and our development partners to support local businesses, attract FDI, and enhance the economic prospects of our people. Indeed, given the potential to upscale and the multiply effects that our small and medium-sized businesses possess, government intends to scale up support to young entrepreneurs and fledgling businesses with a singular aim to create sustainable jobs across all communities. In this view, the Ministry has teamed up with MIDA and is committing a billion Ghana cities to ensure that our enclave projects developing our, our productive capacity for exports. Mr. Speaker, we are also positioning a generation of Ghanaians to secure our leadership in the global arena. Today, our country holds a privileged position Mr. Speaker, we are also positioning our generation to secure our leadership in the global arena. Today, our country hosts the headquarters of the ASCFTA. We also have a privileged position in leading the climate change charge. As the agreed host of the Climate Vulnerable Forum Secretariat, we are galvanizing a coalition of 68 nations and 1.7 billion people to shape the climate discourse and secure resources for a just energy transition. Mr. Speaker, that is the promise of this budget, and we'll keep our eyes firmly fixed on the future and build lasting prosperity for this and the next generation. Mr. Speaker, as members recall, we came into government in, 2020, in 2017 in a period of grave despondency, meager resources of two fish and five loaves. Today, we can only marvel at how the Lord has multiplied these resources. I'll now proceed, Mr. Speaker, to update the House on the macro-fiscal performance of the economy. Mr. Speaker, Global economic recovery remains sluggish, primarily due to a confluence of setbacks, including the lingering effects of supply chain disruptions and geopolitical events, and the increasing cost of living across many economic blocks. The disruptions in energy and food prices and efforts to combat record high inflation through tightening global monetary policies have considerably slowed down economic activity globally. According to the IMF's October 2023 World Economic Outlook, 
global economic growth is anticipated to decelerate from 3.5% in 2022 to 3% in 2023, and at best 2.9% in 2024. These projections are noticeably lower than the pre-pandemic historical average of 3.8% from 2000 to 2019. Projections of 3.1% global growth over the medium term are lowest in decades, and the prospects for countries to achieve higher living standards are also, therefore, bleak. Global inflation is expected to gradually decline because of monetary tightening and declining international commodity prices. Global inflation is expected to fall from its peak of 8.7% in 2022 to 6.9% in 2023 and further 5.8% in 2024. Mr. Speaker, macroeconomic imbalances are also improving, evidenced by falling inflation in most parts of the region. However, a slowdown in reform efforts, a rise in political insecurity within the region, and external downside risks, including China slowing down, could undermine growth. Mr. Speaker, please permit me to present the macro performance of the first three quarters of 2023 within the context of the targets that were set in the 2023 Media Fiscal Policy Review. Before I proceed, it's important that I restate the targets we set in the 2023 Media Fiscal Review. These include overall GDP growth of 1.5%, non-oil real GDP rate of 1.5%, end period inflation of 31.3%, overall balance commitment of minus balance of overall primary balance commitment of minus 5.7% of GDP, primary balance commitment basis of minus 5% of GDP, and gross international reserves excluding oil funds and cumbered assets and pledged assets sufficient to cover at least 0.8 months of imports of goods and services by end 2023. Mr. Speaker, provisional macroeconomic data on the performance of the economy for the periods Q1 to Q3 2023 demonstrated government's relentless commitment to keep us on the high road to recovery. The IMF rightly described Ghana's recent macroeconomic performance in the first review as compelling performance, and I quote. Honorable members, may we wish to refer to the IMF's press release numbers PR23-339 and dated 6 October 2023 for this update. As I indicated during the 2023 media fiscal policy review, the prompt deployment of strong fiscal and monetary policy measures largely accounts for their continued macroeconomic stability and economic recovery. Growth in 2023 has been more resilient than earlier expected. Inflation has been on the decline faster than expected. The fiscal and external balances have improved and the exchange rate has broadly stabilized. Mr. Speaker, government introduced the gold for oil policy in 2022 the policy which leverages the Bank of Ghana's domestic gold purchase program was intended to provide foreign exchange financing for the importation of petroleum products and help reduce demand for U.S. dollars 
from the bulk import distribution and export companies who would have otherwise gone to the market to source forex for the importation of Ecuadorian products. Since then, Mr. Speaker, under the Gold for Reserves program, the Bank of Ghana has purchased a total of 17.89 tons, 1.14 billion US dollars of gold to boost its gold reserves. In addition, under the G40 program, Gold for Oil program, 23 cargoes, circa 800,000 metric tons of gasoline and gas oil equivalent to 30% of national consumption have so far been imported. The G40 program has significantly contributed to the stabilization of the CD dollar exchange rate, 17 CDs to the dollar in November 2022 to 12 CDs to the dollar in November 2023, leading to a reduction in the export price of diesel from 23 cities per liter, Mr. Speaker, to 12 cities per liter today. Mr. Speaker, I'll now update the House on the performance of our macroeconomic indicators. Real GDP growth averaged 3.2% in the first half of 2023, compared to 2.9% in the same period in 2022, signaling a strong rebound. Robust growth in services averaged 6.3%, and agriculture also averaged 6.2%. Sectors were the key drivers. It is instructive to note average growth of 3.2% for the first two quarters of 2023 is higher than 2023 revised growth target of 1.5%. Price developments indicate that inflation is on a declining path in response to ongoing fiscal consolidation, appropriate tightening of monetary policy, and relative stability in the exchange rate. Headline inflation declined by over 16 percentage points from 34.1% in December 2022 to 38.1% in September 2023 and 35.2% as of October 20. 23. The CD has stabilized against the U.S. dollar since early 2023. Both a year to date, Mr. Speaker, a year to date cumulative depreciation of 25% compared to 54% in 2022. Specifically, Mr. Speaker, the CD has only depreciated by 6.4% on cumulative basis since February 2023, compared to, Mr. Speaker, 53.9% over the same period in 2022. The stability of the CD largely reflects the positive impact from the restoration of economic activity, including robust economic growth, improvement in the current account position, improvement in forest liquidity following the IMF ECF inflows, Bank of Ghana's domestic gold purchase program, reduced speculative forex demand as market confidence rebounds. Gross international reserves as of September 2023 stood at 5 billion, 2.3 months import cover, compared to 6.3 billion, 2.7 months import cover at the end of 2022 but expecting only a 0.8 months at mid-year 
when we stood here to pronounce where we were heading to. We are yet, Mr. Speaker, to reflect IMF, World Bank, and Cocoa Bank indications of approximately $2 billion by year end. The current account turned positive at 1.1% of GDP at end June 2023, a monumental turnaround from the deficit of 2.1% of GDP at end December 2022. Likewise, the trade balance improved to a surplus of 2.6% of GDP as of end August 2023 from 0.7% of GDP surplus at end December 2022. Though interest rates moderated from December 2022 to the first quarter 2023, they picked up again as T-bills remain the key debt instrument in the debt market after the DDEP. For instance, the 91-day Treasury declined from 35.5% in December 2022 to 18.5% in March 2023, but increased to 29.8% as of Monday, 13th November 2023. The overall budget deficit on commitment basis as of end August 2023 was a deficit of 3.0% of GDP, outperforming the targeted deficit of 4.6% of GDP. The outturn largely reflects improvements in revenue mobilization and slower execution of expenditure. The corresponding primary balance on commitment basis was a deficit of 0.7% of GDP, also outperforming the target surplus of 0.9% of GDP. Public debt accumulation has slowed down significantly as government continued to consolidate its public finances and also reflects the impact of the domestic debt exchange program and the ongoing external debt restructuring. Total public debt has declined from 73.1% of GDP at the end of 2022, Mr. Speaker, to 66.4% of GDP as at September 2023. The completion of external debt restructuring is expected to further improve Ghana's debt to GDP ratio. Mr. Speaker, the 2023 fiscal framework was revised during the 2023 media fiscal policy review to reflect updated macro fiscal developments and align with the fiscal adjustment path under the IMF supported PCPEC path. Mr. Speaker, the fiscal performance for the first eight months of the year using provisional data shows significant progress towards a stronger fiscal consolidation. More specifically, Mr. Speaker, total revenue and grants was 71.9.1 billion, 9.3% of GDP, 2.8% lower than the program target of 82.2 billion, 9.6% of GDP. Total expenditure commitment was 104.6 billion, 12.2% of GDP, 14.1% lower than the target of 121.8 billion, 14.2% of GDP. Primary expenditure commitment was 84.7 billion, 9.9% of GDP, 6.0% lower than the target of 90.1 billion, 10.5% of GDP. Primary balance commitment was a deficit of 5.5 billion, or 0.7% of GDP, 
compared to the target deficit of 7.9 billion, 0.9% of GDP. Overall fiscal balance commitment was a deficit of 25.4 billion, 3% of GDP compared to target deficit of 39.6 billion or 4.6% of GDP. And overall fiscal balance cash was a deficit of 26.1 billion, 3% of GDP compared to the target deficit of 44.6 billion, 5.2% of GDP. Mr. Speaker, we are doing much better than predicted. Mr. Speaker, based on the overall macroeconomic objectives and the medium-term targets, the following macroeconomic targets are set for the 2024 fiscal year. Overall real GDP growth of at least 2.8%, non-oil real GDP growth of at least 2.1%, end period inflation rate of 5.0%, primary balance on commitment basis of a surplus of 0.5% of GDP, and gross international reserve to cover not less than three months of imports. Mr. Speaker, the 2024 and medium-term fiscal framework has been prepared in line with the objectives and policy priorities of our three-year IMF-supported PCPEC program. The primary balance on commitment basis is the fiscal anchor we are using to assess our fiscal effort. Over the medium term, we plan to improve the primary balance commitment from a deficit of 4.3% of GDP in 2022 to deficit of 0.5% of GDP in 2023, a huge 3.9% adjustment. The primary balance is expected to improve further to a surplus at 0.5% of GDP in 2024 and 1.5% of GDP from 2025 onwards. Mr. Speaker, total revenue and grants is projected at 176.4 billion Ghana cities, 16.8% of GDP as we move towards our 18% target. And this is underpinned by permanent revenue measures, largely tax revenue measures amounting to 0.9% of GDP. Mr. Speaker, total expenditure is projected at 226.7 billion, 21.6% of GDP. This projection reflects a reduction of 6.1 percentage points of DGP in total expenditure commitment basis compared to the outturn in 2022. This large decrease comes from the combination of fiscal consolidation efforts of 4.9 percentage points of DGP reflecting an adjustment in revenue by 1.1 percentage point and primary expenditure by 3.9 percentage points of GDP. The potential interest rate savings from the ongoing external debt operation will further bolster public finance sustainability. Mr. Speaker, based on the estimates for total revenue and grants and total expenditure, including areas clearance, the overall budget balance to be financed in a fiscal deficit of 61.9 billion, equivalent to 5.9% of GDP. A corresponding primary balance is a deficit of 5.9 billion, equivalent to 0.6% of GDP. Mr. Speaker, 
The Ministry of Finance, acting through the Ghana Revenue Authority, as per Section 4 of the Ghana Revenue Authority Act 2009, introduced the property rate reform project. The objective was to develop a unified common platform capable of building, collecting, and reporting property rates nationwide. Mr. Speaker, the initiative has encountered some challenges as making it difficult for the relevant bodies, including the Metropolitan Municipal and District Assemblies, to have access to their share of the property rate collection on time. Mr. Speaker, to address these challenges, government is reviewing the overall structures and processes to determine the optimal way forward. In the interim, districts will resume collection as these challenges are resolved. Mr. Speaker, tax reliefs. Our approach to tax policy since 2017 was to give significant relief to the private sector until expenditure pressures from 2020 required a more aggressive approach. It is important to note that in the short term, fiscal sustainability requires that we improve our tax ratios significantly, otherwise our long-term competitiveness will be eroded. As we all know, our country's 13% tax to GDP ratio is far below our peers. Our target is 18 to 20%, and we are on course for 16% hoping to be achieved this year. In that regard, it is difficult to implement all the structural reforms and tax reliefs needed to immediately lower and or eliminate certain tax handles. However, I assure this august house that we have heard we believe in lower taxes as a government for industry, and we are working at this aggressively with the GRA and to be cemented with the standing committee of the Mutual Prosperity Dialogue. Mr. Speaker, further to the above, the following reliefs have been prioritized for implementation. To extend, Mr. Speaker, the zero rate of VAT on locally manufactured African prints for two more years. Mr. Speaker, to waive import duties on import of electric vehicles for public transportation for a period of eight years. Mr. Speaker, to waive import duties on semi-knockdown and completely knockdown electric vehicles imported by registered EV assembly companies in Ghana for a period of eight years. Mr. Speaker, to extend zero rate of VAT on locally assembled vehicles for two more years. Mr. Speaker, to zero rate VAT on locally produced sanitary pads. Mr. Speaker, to grant import duty waivers for rare materials for the local manufacture of sanitary pads. Mr. Speaker, to grant exemptions on the importation of agricultural machinery equipment and inputs and medical consumables, raw materials for the pharmaceutical industry. Mr. Speaker, a VAT flat rate of 5% to replace the 15% standard VAT rate on all commercial properties will be introduced to simplify administration. To address the negative externalities of plastic waste and pollution, government will review and expand the environmental excise duty to cover plastic packaging and industrial and vehicle emissions. Mr. Speaker, the Sum Duty Act 2005, Act 689, has not been reviewed since enactment in 2005. 
to realign the rates with current economic realities. Government in 2024 will review the rates and fees for stamp duties. The bonds subject to ad valerium taxes will be expanded, while the specific rates will be reviewed. Mr. Speaker, a simplified tax return will be introduced as a means of promoting voluntary compliance as part of the modified taxation scheme for individuals in the informal sector. This approach will make it easier for taxpayers to fulfill their tax obligations to the state. Mr. Speaker, the Tripartite Committee has concluded negotiations on the national daily minimum wage. The tax-free portion of the individual income tax rate will accordingly be adjusted to take care of the change. Government recognizes the constraints our medical personnel face in providing health care for our citizens. With the passage of the Exemptions Act, government will engage the Ghana Medical Association on waivers for importation of vesicles to ease the transportation burden on our doctors. The policy will enable them to deliver quality and timely health care. Mr. Speaker, as a government, we have always been committed to protecting the quality of life of our people. Total wages and salaries for workers has increased from 14.7 billion in 2016 to 37.5 billion. All workers were paid full wages and salary on time, even when revenues plummeted during the COVID-19 pandemic. In the difficult economic challenges, we paid 15% cost of living allowance for six months in 2022 to cushion the 949 workers, 1,000 workers, some 50% more than we had in 2016. Mr. Speaker, as reported in the 2023 Media Fiscal Policy Review of the 2023 Budget Statement Economic Policy of Government, a spending areas clearance and prevention strategy was developed and approved by Cabinet for implementation. This is part of the measures to achieve the objective of bringing public finances back on a sustainable path through improved efficiency in public spending. To clear the system stock of arrears, the Ghana Audit Service has begun the verification and validation of the arrears identified as at end December 2022 before payments are made. Mr. Speaker, to prevent the accumulation of new arrears, government has put in place the following measures to enhance commitment controls and prevent the accumulation of arrears. Alignment of the quarterly budget allotment of cash flows, forecasts, and tighten the use of allotments as a control on the givements rather than a budget starting with the 2024 budget. Standardized contracts for public works to ensure flexibility. consultancy, non-consultancy, and asset disposal, improve budget execution practices by undertaking the following. Approval of MBA's commencement requires to be done within the first quarter of any fiscal year to allow MBA sufficient time to complete procurement and payment processes before end of year.
and foment of the use of gifts for all transactions to prevent unbudgeted expenditure. Internal audit agency to ensure that public officers within covered entities adhere to the legal and regulatory principles governing public financial management in the discharge of their duties. All public officers, particularly principal spending officers of covered entities, will be held to the strict application of the specified section, as specified in section 96 to 98 of the PFM Act. Mr. Speaker, the Public Financial Management Act 2016 Act 921 was passed to regulate the financial management of the public sector within a macroeconomic and fiscal framework. This law sets out stringent accounting, audit, and reporting requirements for public funds. As the first finance minister to oversee the implementation of this critical law, I am confident that this government has been the most transparent and accountable in our history. Over the past seven years, I have laid before this House 55 statutory reports to fulfill the provision of this law. These include the Annual Report on Petroleum Funds Report on the Utilization of the African Levies, as examples. We have also learned key lessons from the helpful feedback from our stakeholders. Most of these formed the core of the macrocritical reforms being implemented under the IMF-backed PCPEC program. Mr. Speaker, as the government's PCPEC program entered the second year, we plan to assess progress and deepen our collaborations for reforms at the PFM Summit to be organized by April 2024. We encourage our development partners to join us on this journey. Mr. Speaker, in the rail sector, we expect overall rail GDP growth to increase from an expected 2.3% in 2023 to 2.8% and reach 5% in 2027. This yields an average growth rate of 4.3% over the 2024-2027 period. Non-oil rail GDP is projected to slow down from an estimated 2.8% in 2023 to 2.1% in 2024 and pick up to 2.5% to by 2027, given an average growth rate of 4.1% over the 2024-2027 period. Mr. Speaker, the Bank of Ghana has maintained the tight monetary policy stand to firm up the disinflation process. Among other measures, the bank has further raised the monetary policy rate by accumulative 300 basis points in the year to September 2023 to 30%. In the outlook, monetary policy in 2024 and the medium term will, re will aim to regain price stability. Inflation is expected to remain within the IMS program's monetary policy consultation cost of 29.4% of a symmetric band of 4% at the end of 2023, an end year target of 15% in 2024 and trend further down to the medium-term target ban of 8 plus or minus 2% by end December 2025. A tight monetary policy stance, favorable base drifts, relative stability on the foreign exchange market, and a favorable food harvest are expected to outweigh inflationary pressures 
over the near term. In the outlook, the Sena sector's performance will largely depend on the conclusion of negotiations with the country's external creditors. Also, the Bank of Ghana's policy thrust will remain focused on increasing external buffers through sustainable means. The exchange rate is expected to remain stable, supported by continual progress with the implementation of the IMF-supported program. Expected inflows from the Cocoa Syndication Loan, the second tranche of the IMF Loan, mining inflows, and the BOG's continuation of the Gold for Oil program. The main risks to the center outlook include increasing uncertainty about geopolitical tensions and volatility in commodity prices. Mr. Speaker, the IMF Executive Board approved Ghana's three-year, three-billion IMF-supported post-COVID-19 for economic growth on the 17th of May 2023, after the government of Ghana secured a staff-level agreement on the program in December 2022. The program, as you know, aims to restore macro-stability and debt sustainability, build resilience through the implementation of wide-ranging and strong structural reforms in key sectors of the economy and lay the foundations for stronger and more inclusive and private sector-led growth while protecting the poor and the vulnerable. Mr. Speaker, the IMF-supported PCPEC is assessed semi-annually by the IMF through an IMF staff review mission followed by final approval by the IMF Executive Board. Disbursements under the program are tied to successful completion of each review. The reviews assess our progress towards meeting the quantitative performance criteria, indicative targets, and structural benchmarks. Mr. Speaker, I'm glad to inform this August House that based on the IMF's own assessment at the staff level after the first review, Ghana met all the six quantitative performance criteria. The two out of the three indicative targets, the two met a flaw on social spending, a flaw on non-oil public revenue, the indicative target on zero net accommodation of variables was extended largely to the ongoing negotiations with energy sector IPP on legacy debt. And six of the seven structural benchmarks due end 2023 were also met, and subsequently the sevens has been met. Mr. Speaker, the fiscal incentives and reliefs I announced previously are in line with government's five-year growth strategy, which was approved by Cabinet in August 2023. This is to stimulate and sustain economic growth even as we restore macroeconomic stability under the IMF back program. The first phase, which is a 14-month program, essentially focuses on scaling our prioritized assistance programs and attracting private sector investments to deliver rapid results without significant demands on budgetary resources. As a speaker, the growth strategy prioritizes key sectors of the economy, including agriculture, agribusiness, and aquaculture, trade, industry, and export promotion, tourism, as well as digitization and technology. The recently launched Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogue will support this path of growth. A permanent steering and technical committee co-led by the Ministries of Finance, 
as well as Ministry of Trade and Industry and the private sector and supported by development partners is being set up to drive this collaboration for growth. Mr. Speaker, last year I discussed the enormous impact of the food import bill on exchange rate volatility and inflation. I made clear how unsustainable the imports are and the need to change course. The growth strategy therefore supports the implementation 